Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're, uh, like I said, we're starting a new message series today called Looking Ahead. So what I want everyone to do real quick is look up at this screen and then slightly tilt your head to the left. Okay, you just look up here and then you kind of, see, oh, now you get it, see? To the, to the left. 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 You got it? Okay. <laughs> they only get harder from here, so... It's kind of how you have to look at the heart as a community, right? As you look at the heart, you're like, I don't quite get it. You're like, uh, oh, okay. What I want to do for this series is we're going to spend a few weeks looking ahead. And what, and what I mean by that is kind of looking at where we're going as a community, as a church. Every now and then, once a year, maybe sometimes twice a year, we like to get into some vision of who we are, what we are, what we're doing here, what we hope to accomplish, and how you can be a part of that. And so for today, what I want to do, what I want to get into is the what of the heart, what we are doing. And as I was thinking about that, you know, getting ready for this week, I started to think about community. We talk a lot about community at the heart. In fact, community is one of our core values. We find so much value in community. So much of what we do is done through community. So I started thinking about community this week, and I started to think about the times in my life where my life has fundamentally changed through introducing people into my life. Has anyone in here ever um, been in a serious relationship, uh, been married, uh, is still married, bless your heart, uh, or wants to be married at some point in the future. Show of hands for anybody that fits in that category. Okay. You know someone who's married? Anybody? Okay. Rest the hands, I hope. There's something special, something different that happens when we decide to get married. And so I started thinking about that, uh, and not everybody, I'm not saying that marriage is in your future. You don't have to get married. That's not, I'm not putting that on you. But I started thinking about myself is, very early on in my life, I pictured myself as when I grow up, I am going to be a married man, right? And so I hurried up into one, quickly got out of that. That was bad news. And then I got into another one, and that's been great, um, with my current wife, as I love to call her, uh, my wife, Amber. And so we've been married for coming up on 16 years, 17 years. Coming up on 17 years, we've been married. And it got me thinking of... And that's not a brag, so hold your applause. I know you were holding it anyway till the end, so I appreciate that. But it got me thinking of when we got married, there were things that we started to, that we needed to learn about each other. That we needed to learn that sometimes things that were a little bit, a little bit frustrating, that's not how I do things. And I remember early on in our marriage, there was something that I was like daily picking a fight over. And it was, we had this small apartment in New Braunfels, and um, we had what uh, then was considered a walk-in closet. I don't know if you'd consider that a walk-in closet now. Um, And every time, the door would be closed, and I would see light coming from underneath the closet. And I know it wasn't me, because I always turn the light off when I leave the closet. 
And what I learned early on is that Amber never turns the light off when she leaves the closet. And so, you know, for the first couple of weeks of our marriage, I'm like, babe, honey, sweetie. I was trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? I know which one I was going to call her. And I was like, the light. Do you, did you see that you left the light on? She's like, oh, I forgot. Or I didn't remember. Or I didn't even notice. And so early on, I had to decide, am I going to be a man who constantly nags at my wife to turn the light off or can I just be a guy who turns the light switch off when he sees it on? Guess which one I chose. You won't guess. <laughs> no, I just became a guy who turned the light switch on, or turned it off if I saw that it was on. So I've learned something about myself, that I don't need to correct someone in my life every time I think they have done something that's wrong. And so throughout our, our relationship, our marriage, we've had ups and downs, highs and lows, just like everybody else. But what we learned in going through this relationship, going through this journey, and it's not over yet. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that one. <laughs> it's not over. And so I, I know that there's more to learn, more to grow. Okay, so if marriages make you uncomfortable, I'll, go, I'll move away from that. Has anybody, has anybody had kids thought about having kids, adopted kids, raised kids, babysitted someone's kids, uh, or, or was a child in their life at, at any point? Okay, so a few of you. A few hands go up for that. Has anybody babysitted Matt and Michelle's kid? Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Shots fired. Friendly fire. Everything changes when you have a kid in your life, even if it's just for a day, even if it's just for a few hours, even if you're babysitting a kid, right? Even if you're watching a kid for a while. Even if you're just watching a kid for a while, there are certain things, like maybe you're watching a show and you're like, oh, all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm supposed to be watching. I'm supposed to be responsible for another human being. Are you, are you hungry? I remember I was, I, I was young. I was, in my, I was in my early 20s. It was just a couple years ago, and I was watching um, my cousins. Uh, my cousin, she was living in Texas at the time, and her, her daughters, they wanted to go swimming. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take them swimming. And so we went swimming all day, you know, around lunchtime, and, and we were just swimming all day, all day, and we got back, we got back home, it was nighttime, and they, and they were like, we're hungry, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You guys want something to eat? So I went to get them McDonald's, I came back, and they were asleep by the time I got back the next morning, I was like, tell your mom that you guys had McDonald's for dinner, just in case she asks. She won't ask, but just in case. And so then, you know, my wife and I, you know, we're, we're, raising, we're raising our, uh, our son, Corbin, you know, along with his mom. His mom was living in Austin at the time, and we're trying to raise Corbin, our son. And there's so many things I learned growing up with him. There's so many things I learned about what it meant to be a dad, what it meant to be a good dad, what it meant to be a frustrating dad. And all of these things happen as we grew together. We were building a family as we were creating a family, as we were learning how to be a family all at the same time. And I think that's something so special and unique about mine and yours relationship with each other, with others around us. As, so in your family, you are simultaneously creating a family, building a family, and learning how to be a family. 
That's what makes relationships so difficult, as if, it's, if you got to a certain point where everything was how it's supposed to be and no one else needs to learn anything, then there wouldn't be any complications. There wouldn't be any fights. There wouldn't be any frustrations. Because we, we finally get to a point where everybody knows what they're supposed to know and no one else is changing, but that's not how life works. So what does all of this have to do with the heart? What does my drama as a bad husband and a bad dad have to do with what we're doing here at the heart? Well, I want to read a verse for you today. A verse that comes from the book of John that actually found its roots very early on in us building and creating this environment of community here at this church. Because when it comes to what we're doing at the heart, you could probably very simply say, or in very few words say, we are building community. You could also say, we are experiencing community. You could also say, we are creating community. And all of those would be correct. So it reminded me of going back to our roots, back to our beginning, John 14, 12 through 14, very early on, we were, we were you know, kind of reading the Bible and looking for scriptures that inspired us for starting this church, and this one was just so powerful, and I felt like pulled forward by it. So I want to share it with you. If you've never heard this before or never heard in the context of, of what we're doing here at the heart, then I'm excited for you to check this out. So this is John 14. Verses 12 through 14, watch this. It says, the person who trusts me, this is Jesus talking. So sorry, quick, quick context. Jesus talking to his disciples, the people following him, the people dedicated to following him. It says, the person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. Just that right there is just like this huge pull forward for me. We're talking about Jesus. We just sang about Jesus earlier that there's no name above his name, but he's telling us right here, watch this, that if we trust him, we follow him, not only can we do, not only will we do the things that he has done, but he is challenging us, calling us to even greater things. Because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I have been doing. You can count on it from now on. Whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. I feel like there is so much power in those words. And I feel like I want to be the kind of community that challenges, that pushes the boundaries of that call that pushes the boundaries of that challenge. I've spoken about this over the last couple of weeks, but every year our, our group, our church, we, we pick a word for the church. We have one word, and some of us do it in our own personal lives. We have like one word, and we use that to like focus on for the year, to focus our thoughts, our, our actions on. And our word for the year that we chose was expect. We wanted to position our Selves in a place where we expect God to do more. We expect God to show up. We expect God to be there. And so in, in, in context of this verse, I want us to be able to, I want us to be a group of people that expect greater things, that expect more of ourselves. And, it, and, I, and that's not to be taken 
lightly, right? That's a big challenge, a big ask. If I were to tell you, hey, this week, I think you can probably do greater things than even Jesus did. I wouldn't believe you if you told me that. But if we can put ourselves in a position of expectation, There's something powerful about putting yourself in a position of expectation and even more so when we say, okay, Jesus is encouraging us, calling us, even challenging us to do greater things than he did because he set us up to do the same work that he was doing. I want to I share this with you. If you're taking notes, write this down. Connection, community, and curiosity is how we choose to grow our faith. When it comes to what we do at the heart, what we're doing is creating a space for you to grow your faith. Here's how we do it, through connection, community, and curiosity. I feel like those elements are essential in you being able to grow your faith in a healthy way, and that is what we're doing here. The reason we have people wake up early on a Sunday morning when they could be sleeping in, the reason we have a bunch of people wake up early and set up all this pipe and drape and put all this together and learn all these songs and get the Heart Kids curriculum ready and have people go out and welcome you and put out signs, the reason we do all of that is because we believe that what we're doing in here matters. And then what we do in here on a Sunday morning stretches and spreads itself throughout the week through connect groups and connection throughout everything else. But those key elements of connecting with each other, being in community, and curiosity. Because what we do as we communicate with each other, what we do as we connect to each other is we are learning more about our faith, about each other, and about what it means to be in community. The same way as if you're married or getting married or plan to be married someday or plan to be married again someday, in the same way that you build and grow and learn in that relationship, it's the same thing. In the same way that you're raising kids or babysitting kids or hope to have kids one day, you'll be building and growing a family along the way. It never stops growing, you never stop learning. And that's what we're doing here at The Heart is we are creating an ever-growing, ever-changing, ever-learning community. And we do that relentlessly. We do that intentionally because it is so important for us. It is so important for me that you have a space every single week to explore your faith, to learn more about yourself. But I feel like I'm not content. I'm not content with you just having a space for you to grow your faith individually, even though that might be what you need for a while. I feel like the power, and I've experienced it. The reason I say I feel this way is because I've experienced it. I feel like the power in growing your faith comes through community and connection. Because you can be curious on your own. You can ask questions on your own. And we have our own doubts that we have in our minds and our hearts. But when we bring that curiosity, when we bring those doubts, and we bring those to connection and community, we learn so much more than just ourselves. We learn how others interact with faith. And that grows and stretches our faith. That's what we're doing at the heart. That's what we've been doing for the past six and a half, almost seven years. 
And that's what I want to continue to do. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. We choose to take the call of Jesus to expect greater things. One of our core values is choice. Everything powerful that you have done, that you are doing now, and that you will do. I, 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 I don't like to make absolute statements. I never like to make absolute statements. That was an absolute statement. Okay. Um, we choose to do it. Everything powerful that you have done or will do in your life, I think, comes from choice. No powerful action comes from obligation. Because you're just borrowing somebody else's have to. But if you choose to, and that has everything within you behind it. And, and, and so for myself, and what I want to challenge you with, is what we choose to take this call that Jesus has for us, to expect greater things. Because what's powerful about our relationship with God, what's powerful about what God brings to humanity and what God brings to you, is God brings a sense of hope. There is hope in Jesus. But what if one day, maybe just today, maybe just for the few minutes we have left, what if you let yourself say, I don't just hope that Jesus can bring greater things. I will dare myself to expect Jesus to bring greater things. What, what if you said, I don't hope for my family to get healed with all the relationships there. What if you said, I expect healing? I expect God to be bigger than I think he is. I expect God's love to stretch farther than I think it can. And that's what I want to be in the business of here at the heart, is not just hoping, because there's nothing wrong with hope. you got to start with hope for sure. But what if we allowed ourselves, dared ourselves, to say instead of just hoping, Every now and then, I'm going to allow myself to stretch my faith, to grow my faith by saying, I expect this to happen. I expect healing. I expect love. I expect restoration. I expect reconciliation. It's scarier. It's so much of a bigger challenge. But it positions your heart, my heart, it positions our hearts in this so much of a different way than just hoping. Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is this. Community is unique because we simultaneously create it and experience it together. That's what makes it so powerful. What we're doing in here right now, today, in this room, what makes this unique, not unique to every other community in the city, that's not what I'm saying. What makes community unique is you chose to be here today. Maybe not everybody. Most of you chose to be here. Some of you chose not to complain that you were here. That's a choice. We chose to be here and by being here, let me tell you what you're doing. Let me tell you what's so powerful about what you're doing, even if you didn't know you're doing it, even if you didn't know you were doing it, is you are, at the same time, experiencing community and creating community. If you looked at one person in the eye today or shook one hand or took a kolache, you experienced and created community. 
That's what we're doing here at the heart. And so here's what I want to challenge you with today. As if, as if expecting greater things than Jesus did is not a big enough challenge for you or for me. Here, here's what I would love to challenge you with today. It's like I said, you, you, you chose to be here. You chose to listen. You chose to be a part of this today. So my challenge for you is to keep on going with that. Now, when I say keep on going with that, I don't mean keep coming to church every Sunday at 10 a.m. You can if you want to. But there's a phrase that I love to say around here, and that's you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. We don't have a membership class. You don't, you're not either in or out. You're not either with us or against us. You are a part of the community simply by being here today. So I want to challenge you to take that concept of you creating and experiencing community at the same time. And I want you to take that with you this week, wherever you are, whatever you do. You have been empowered to do that. Jesus said anyone who trusts in him. There's not a membership class. <laughs> There's not an enrollment. You don't need a doctorate. You don't need to have studied theology. Whoever trusts in Jesus can expect to do greater things even than he did. These are his words, can expect to do even greater things because he is giving us the same work to do that he was doing. That's what I want to do here at the heart. That's what I want to do moving forward. I hope that's what we have done. And you know what? I have seen it happen. I have seen people come to the heart, and, and, we, don't, and we don't hold on to people tightly, right? Some, sometimes people come to the heart for a little bit, and they need to move on. They need to go back to their, their home church or need to go back to a different church. That's fine. That's not, we're not here to hold on to you. What we are here to do is no matter how long you're here, we want to make sure that we are creating a space, a place for you to explore your faith, to be on the journey of your faith, and to have the room to do that. And we choose, we choose to do that through community, through connection, and through curiosity. So that's what I, that's what I want I want for you is I, I want you to be able to, to bring that with you. I want you to be able to realize and know that you're not here by some accident and I know that sometimes, when it, especially when it comes to church, there's sometimes where we feel, and I have felt this way before, so I don't want to pretend that I haven't, but there's sometimes where we feel like, I'm just here, I'm here to watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm not with everyone here, right? I remember when I, there were some churches I would go to and everybody was raising their hand, I'm like, I am not a raising my hand kind of person. You guys can sing with your hands up. That's just not who I am. And then I, you know, I, then I have this attitude of like, anybody got a problem with that? You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right attitude I could have been bringing to church, but. But I've seen it happen. 
I've seen it happen, not because someone makes a commitment to going to the heart, but because someone says, I'm going to allow myself to be a part of community. See what I'm saying? I'm not asking you to take this huge step and change everything about your life, but what I would ask you to do is to allow yourself to expect God to be bigger than you think it is, than you think he is. And to let yourself see that you can be part of a community. I look back at my marriage and raising my son, and, and like I said, there's some, there, you know, there's been mistakes I've made along the way, for sure, definitely, definitely. But if I can share with you, one of the biggest things that I have learned in my relationship with my wife and relationship with my, with my son has been the power of an apology, of a true, honest apology. And I wouldn't have learned that. I wouldn't have learned that if I wasn't open to being curious on how to reconcile in my community, in my family. Which, by the way, my family is one of my closest communities. And each year we grow as a family. I expect bigger things. And so I want you, I want to challenge you to expect bigger things in your faith to expect bigger things in your community. And watch, watch what God can do in your faith. Watch what God can do in your marriage. Watch what God can do in your parenting. Watch what God can do in your life. If you could for a moment, uh, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. I want to pray with you today. Giving direction to your life. Direction brings purpose to any journey. And I want to pray for us to have direct direction in our journey of faith. Not just hope for direction. I want to pray today for us to expect direction, to expect purpose, to expect God to show up in our faith. So let's do it together. God, thank you so much for today. for giving us a community where we can be who we are, where we are on this journey of faith. God, I pray that you would stretch our faith to expect more, to expect bigger, to expect you to be larger than we know, to expect you to bring us hope, to bring us love. I pray that we would be uh, brave enough to receive that when it comes. I pray that we would be curious enough to see it when it's on its way. We thank you for today and for the people around us. We love you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At the heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. 
And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.